Welcome, welcome, welcome to Business Eye Friday. The sun is shining like it is most Fridays, but that rain yesterday was shocking. And it had many calamities in my in my household as well as probably on the road. And I have to say as well, I just want to say to all the people out there, there is an icon in radio who uh, passed away this week, and that was Gay Bourne. And um, I'm sure most of us grew up listening to him either on the radio or on the Late Late Show or as we, we were children on the Gay Bourne toy show. So uh, my respect to uh, Gay, he was a legend, and to his family as well. And on that note... Simon, who have we got today? We've got two wonderful guests today, and uh, it's going to be a very interesting conversation. Uh, I think we're going to be talking a lot about purpose and change and resilience and and happy workplaces. So, um, so it'll be a great little session. This and uh, so first up, we have Eva O'Brien uh, from Empower Empowerment Coaching. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Great to have you here. Thank you. Absolutely. And I really look forward to talking to you. And we've done a you've done a podcast with me on resilience and yeah. stuff. So I'd love to talk more about the work you do. Brilliant. And then Scott McInnes from uh, Inspiring Change. Correct. That's it. And it's great to have you here as well. Thank you it's, very much. Simon. It's like a motivation Friday. We've know, got two I people know. that <laughs> hopefully will knock the socks off us today, and yeah. we should live and drive to our lovely, amazing weekends in empowered. Exactly. Exactly. Empowered. Empowered. No, no, motivated. No, no pressure, Aoife. Exactly. With, with purpose. With purpose. <laughs> Thinking of Aoife, Aoife, I'm going to start with you first. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Happy, happy, happy is what comes to mind when, when I see uh, you on LinkedIn or on social media. Um, your journey has been quite interesting. Yes. And it went from the corporate world to taking your own footsteps into self-employment. That's it, yeah. But you took a route that was kind of going, look, I'm sick of all this negativity rubbish that's out there. Yeah. Let's see if we can make a change. That's it, exactly. Yeah, so corporate life, I worked in... Um, Dublin, I worked in London, I worked in Perth, I worked in Sydney, and then I came back to Dublin. I had a fantastic career that I really, really loved for a long, long time. And I got to a stage where it, I just didn't have the meaning anymore. I just didn't have that sense of purpose. And I decided to leave my job and um, yeah, so I took a journey on doing a um, diploma in coaching and I've recently started a master's in organisational behaviour in DCU as well, which is absolutely fantastic. And I run my own business, empowering people to be happier at work effectively. Do you think that people aren't happy in work? So many people are not happy in work. If you can believe that the polls that are done by the large consultancies, it's about 85% of people are actually not engaged in work at the moment. Do you know that there was a survey uh, which was done in California? Um, it was done by the University of California. And in that study, they recognised that 71% of entrepreneurs suffer at one stage in their life of some form of breakdown. Wow. Now, that can be, and no, not breakdown, mental disorder. And that can be a breakdown. It can be depression. It can be ADHD. It can, you know, there was different percentages of this. Mm. But the overall was that a 71% of entrepreneurs, business owners, at some stage are overwhelmed, f suffering from anxiety. And it even then drifts back into, it was um, the Entrepreneurial Awards in England did a survey as well, and they found that 71% of entrepreneurs and business owners as well suffer from depression, imposter syndrome, and a lack of belief in themselves. Yeah. So you're on the right road. Yeah, you're absolutely. Right yeah, I mean, I can totally relate so to that. So you know what that is? That means for every 10 business owners or entrepreneurs that we know, seven of them at some stage have suffered. I have as well. Like, you know, I tell that story. And me, that, and, yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm a happier person for discovering it. Mm -hmm. I think you have to go through that pivot point in life. And, yeah. and the other thing then is... I think I think so many organizations, nearly all organizations work on the basis of goals, right? Yeah. Whereas for individuals, what really matters is their values rather than the goals. Yeah. So I think there's inherently a disconnect in organizations. Mm. They don't really work by values. They work by goals. Mm. What do you think of that? 
Oh, totally. Absolutely true. Um, I mean, some organisations I worked with, they talked about what their values were, but the behaviour in their organisation, the culture of the organisation didn't reflect those mm. values whatsoever. Mm. And what I do is help people to understand what their values actually are. So the company values, the behaviour that's actually coming through and how to find people who actually match with those values so that they're more productive and that they're happier in work. Mm. Here's one for you. And Scott, I'll, I'll throw this at you as well. I've often gone into large companies and I've read out their uh, mission statement and then I've asked the people, what is this? And none of them know what, <laughs> what, what it says. Where does where is this quoted? And they get, uh, Facebook or, or someone says, no, that's yours. <laughs> <laughs> and then dissecting that into such a way to real... What does it mean? Like, are these things got just words that people put on tape on paper to make us look cool, but should they be using them as a purpose to really focus on internal and external uh, situations within the company? I think they absolutely can be just words on a wall, and if they are, then actually I did a project for a for a large client about two years ago and I had to write a note for the CEO, and and one of the one of the lines in there was if these values and this purpose remain just words on a wall, mm. then we failed. It's interesting your point about when you call out people's mission and get them to tell you what company that is, and they don't know it's their own company mission. A lot of that for me stems from the fact that they haven't created it. Yeah. So often staff aren't asked. To, to input into their purpose or their values or their mission or vision and then they don't feel a sense of ownership and once people don't feel a sense of ownership they just they, they don't really care about it. it it's not on their radar and exactly to that point about them not recognizing their own mission that's maybe the reason why I think don't, don't you don't you think this is inherently because for sole traders and entrepreneurs the purpose is that Purpose is reason for existence, right? Mm -hmm. That's what purpose is, right? Yeah. And yeah. so everybody around this table, because we work for ourselves, we have a reason for existence. It's to bring our unique skills and connect them with the, what the market wants. Mm. But in big organizations, thanks, you, thanks, Joe. Yeah, big, <laughs> in big organizations, the reason for existence for thousands of employees is not necessarily, usually not the same as the reason of existence of the company. Mm. So that's, there's inherently always a disconnect in big companies. So that's a great question. And... Um, I was doing a bit of work only this morning, actually, um, for a client on, and they're big, they're 850 people, they're global, um, doing some work on helping them to shape their purpose and their values yeah. um, with their staff. So I had 28 people this morning in a room um, throwing words up on a wall on post notes, trying to get their insight into well, what makes this organization tick? What, yeah. what, what are the things that you think are going to really help you to, to get to the next level as a company? And it's interesting that that disconnect between uh, personal purpose and corporate yeah. purpose is definitely a thing. Massive. And the thing that I talk to clients about all the time is, you know, you, you, people have to have a good reason to want to get out of bed on a Tuesday morning in the lashing rain, like or yesterday morning, for example, in, in November, because it's miserable. And that purpose is the thing that can really help them do that. Yeah. It's hard because, you know, having, if the company has a purpose, the role, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about this a lot, I hope we will, of leaders mm. is crucial. It's all very well and good that, you know, the CEO of Garmin coming out and saying, you know, our purpose is to beat yesterday. That's what we help our clients do. That's what we help athletes do. That's what we want to do internally. But actually, what does that mean if I work in finance versus sales versus marketing versus digital marketing yeah, but, versus but, whatever? With, yeah, but if you're talking that within an organization, uh, my belief on that is it's, it's, and there is where the issue lies because it is the accountants, it is the markings to sale, and they're all just labels. Yeah. And we should strip those labels down and have those labels as just a person being human beings. And it was something that I was working on yesterday, and I came up with. It says, look, it's not a, it's not about a company, it's not about you know a brand, it's about a community. Mm. And if we can get large organisations to function as a community mm. instead of a brand or a company, a lot they'll, they'll thrive. They'll do a lot more on mm. it as well. Yeah. So, uh, are both of you, even though you, uh, uh, you know, you are still on the same message, but doing it in different ways, and yeah. that's and that's what mm. the journey is about. People will get you, Scott. If people will get you, people won't get me, and people <laughs> will get Simon. But we we'll, we find our own tribes. Totally. Call exactly. them what's that and yeah. that. What do you feel? I'll, if I'll open up to you and then Scott I want to ask you the okay. questions yourself what do you feel makes a good leader within an organisation to me the top thing is self-awareness 
and that like without doubt it's understanding yourself there's so many leadership courses out there there's so many things on offer and a lot of the stuff that I, I learned in the masters as well you know you have all these different theories there's so many theories out there really it boils down to how well do I know myself what are my own strengths where do I need to ask for help how do I deliver feedback am I open to receiving feedback as well from my subordinates from my managers all of that stuff to me that is really really key the key in that as well is what happens when things go wrong because a lot of people what happens if go right or what do I need to get get from A to B but they don't ask the tough questions what are the what are the consequences if this does go wrong Scott back to the first question to yourself what makes a good leader I agree with the self-awareness piece wholeheartedly in any courses that I run, any workshops that I run, it always seems to come back, regardless nearly of the subject matter, it always seems to come back to people being more self-aware. I think the one I would add to that probably, and it comes up time and time again, because I ask the same question on, on my podcast, uh, the Inspiring Change podcast, cheap plug there. The second one that always comes up is is vulnerability. Is yeah. leaders is leaders not, not necessarily, in fact, not necessarily not having all of the answers? It's about being able to put your hand up and say, actually, you know what? That's a great question. Mm. I don't know the answer to that. What yeah. do you think? Yeah. As a group, what do we think? As a team, what do we think? How can we make it better? And that whole idea of actually not knowing the answer, but being able to listen and ask great questions. Yeah. That's, that, for me, is a big thing from a leadership perspective. I, I think that's critical because what's... The, the most important thing for leaders is having a mindset for growth, right? Mm-hmm. Organizations need that mindset for growth, but you can only really have a mindset for growth if you're honest, if you're self-aware mm-hmm. and you're honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. And so that authenticity is critically important. But that goes back to the the um, the imposter syndrome. It does mm-hmm. exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. The, the one of the things as well, it's it, you're talking about leaders, like a, a good friend of mine came the CEO of the European branch of a company with four and a half thousand employees and he was bringing in all the managers and he said he said he was terrified and he had a book on his on his leg underneath the table and do you ever read the one that was uh, I think it's eat more cheese yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he had that and there was questions in that and as he was talking to somebody he, you know this guy ruled and he'd look down and he'd have a little read of a sentence so we could ask the person on as well and yeah it was it was that growth. I'm interested, Scott, in this whole purpose thing, hmm. right? So uh, we've, we've all got similar sort of backgrounds and we're all coaches and consultants. And I, you know, I've, I've done work in that space and I'm just talking to a very large company, a very successful company who I wouldn't have thought would have even needed to look at this whole area, but they're now wanting to look at their area of purpose. On the one hand, I look at the whole area of purpose and I think it's as simple as, am I good at this and does the world need it and connecting the two? Hmm. I think coaches and consultants can overcomplicate this stuff, mm. or am I missing something? No, that 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 icky guy thing of you know what does the world need? What am I good at? You know, and, 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 and those them. things and connecting them together is is key. Um, I think often, and I and I, I actually only said this in the workshop this morning when they asked for you know when I was asking them to define what they thought their value should be, yeah. and I said you might be thinking that why are you asking us? Because surely that's what we're paying you for, and I said and, and as a reasonable challenge. However, if I come back to you with a set of values that you don't agree with, that don't that don't resonate with you, then they're not going to work for this organization. And yeah. in actual fact, for people like us going into organizations, it's to facilitate a conversation. Yeah. It's to take their input, their feedback, their thinking, and play it back to them in something which is a little more compelling and a little more connecting and a little more human, which is something that organizations aren't very good at doing. That makes I think sense. We probably aren't. So it's to frame it within a siphon or a funnel for them, but not to dictate. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, the question is, we're going to take a, a quick break, but I just want to leave the switches and maybe we can uh, ponder on it. Like, are we all just giving a big spin or is the world actually changing? And on that note, uh, let's take a break and we'll be right back. Bridge of sights to rest my eyes in shades of green under dreaming spires to Ichiku Park. That's where I've been. What did you do there? I got high. What did you feel there? Well, I cried. But why the tears there? Tell you why. It's all too beautiful. It's all too beautiful It's all too beautiful It's all too beautiful I feel inclined to blow my mind Get up beneath the 
They all come out to groove about Be nice and have fun and listen Welcome back to Business Eye. Uh, Friday afternoon, some uh, super guests in today, Scott and Eva. Hi, guys. Hello there. Are you having fun? Yeah. We are. <laughs> I we asked are. a question before the break. Uh, my question was, are we just spinning a yarn um, or is the world changing? Who wants to go first as I look oh, at Eva? I'll go first. I'll go first. Yeah, since you're looking at me. Um, let's say two people at the, around the table agree and other two people agree, but disagree with the other two. So... I would be of the faction that, yeah, things are definitely changing. I think the world of work is changing. It used to be that someone stays in the same role for life almost and oftentimes didn't get their sense of purpose or their sense of meaning from work. They got it from other places like, you know, going to mass or going to church. Things have changed an awful lot. People tend to stay in jobs for much shorter periods of time and they look to progress quickly through companies. Um, you know, they've they've sussed out that it's a pyramid scheme. It's one big giant pyramid scheme and one person at the top. So how do they progress? They they move around, they change around. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's interesting because yeah, it's that old way. It, is that the change? Is And is that the new generation no longer want to be in a company for you know, 20, 30 years, they want that variety. I'm not even sure it's a variety thing. I think it comes back down to this sense of purpose that we were talking about and, and values and, and finding a company that has similar values to you and seeing those values demonstrated uh, back. I think it's a big mindset switch in the market. So, you know, youngsters, I, I've interviewed, you know, Generation Ys and Zs and they have six months here, one year there. It, the, the mindset just seems to be totally different. It's, it's fulfil my... Uh, my my soul and do what I want to do and then move to the next place. That that never dawned on me back in the 80s or 90s when I started work. It was I was terrified of my boss. I had to do the work for them. Yeah. I didn't think about me. I thought about them, serving them. And the fact you might not get another job. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that was it as well. Does it come back to the instant gratification thing? They can just swipe and find a new yeah, job. But maybe. There's the thing is, if I'm looking at someone, say, to employ someone, and I look at their LinkedIn profile, which is, you know, and I go, there's there six months, or they're there 12 months, or they're there three months, I kind of go, I'm not going to hire them because I'm not going to, you know, it takes <laughs> three, four months to get someone, you know, up to speed in what we're doing. Some companies that I know, it takes a year to get people, yeah. especially in the tech companies, and then suddenly they jump off. But conversely, if you've seen somebody and they've been at a place for too long, does that put you off as well? No, it doesn't, because I was one of them. <laughs> and, and, and in fairness, looking around the table at the hairlines, yeah. just of the men, I'm not excluding <laughs> yeah, yeah. this comment. Like, um, we've all been around too long. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a mindset shift. And I think, I, think you know, is, I, yeah. I often talk to organisations, and if, and actually Google, I interviewed the chief people officer for Google um, Europe about 10 or 12 uh, podcast episodes ago. She said that they've done lots of research and they don't believe that the millennial thing 
is actually a thing, mm-hmm. uh, which is very interesting for Google, mm-hmm. who hires a lot of them. My, I suppose the point of the comment is that we have to start thinking differently as hirers but, and as yeah. organizations to make sure that if somebody is only staying for six months or 12 months, that we get them in, we get as much from them as we can, yep. they get as much from us as they can, and they move on because the world of work has changed. We're not going to get, we don't have time. You know, but that's what I'm asking there, you. Are we spending our, is the world changing? The world is definitely changing. The world is, and it's not the, it's not the horse and carriage it's not the horse and carriage to motor car change, mm. you know, the huge big industrial changes that we've seen that take 50 years to happen or 100 years to happen. Yeah. It's the changes, it's the very little changes, micro changes. And I was reading a book recently um, by a guy called, um, surname's Cheese Wright on change. And he talks about the, the amplitude, so the size of a wave versus the frequency of a wave. And we're getting lower amplitude waves. Yeah. So they're smaller waves, but they're way more frequent. Yeah, yeah. So we're not seeing these big tsunamis of industrial revolution coming, but we're seeing little tiny changes yeah, all the time. Yeah. Okay, well then, you talked there, say we, we've had the industrial age, mm. okay, we have, we've had the technology age. Yeah. Are we now then living in the survival age? the way the world is with the environment and the way companies are driving, you know, with Generation Y, Generation X, is this the, you know, the generation of survival? That it, it, it's a bigger shift than we actually think it is because everything is flipping on its side. It's a bigger shift because there are so many small shifts and those really, really yeah. little shifts are adding up to be much, much bigger than the big shift, like uh, like an industrial revolution, for example. Yeah, the motor car. I think on the flip side of that, I, what I'm sensing and kind of seeing is it's more of a push the ticket age that people seem to be doing more and more things. To for us, the old age. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm distancing myself from that yeah, last yeah. comment. Thank you very much. As is Aoife. But we, I just th- we both just sat back in our chairs there. But I do think people are doing more and more things to explore themselves and to to see where they're heading. In a, in the past, people didn't bother do that. I, I, think they, I was about to they? say. Yeah, I think it's, it's. I think there is. I think a bit there's of that. a lot more self awareness, like I was saying but a bit that's earlier. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's, there's self awareness because we are aware but there's other people out there there aren't that aren't yeah so is it just no we're in that category do you know the saying energy goes where energy flows and you hang around the same sort of people yeah. but there's other people out there and i was saying i was discussing with someone yesterday who when i spoke to them they looked like i was a complete idiot yeah, yeah. but i think more people are there's more, more aware yeah. There's yeah. More. that's what i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. We're probably all wrong. We're gone, we're very, <laughs> very spiritual all of a sudden. Yeah, we won't use, it, we won't it, use it, the Obama word woke. It, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obama doesn't like woke. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know what it is? It's it's collective consciousness. That's exactly mm. what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Yes. And I think That's back, what my TED talk was about. Exactly. Uh, yes. Okay, I think back to, your, back to your original question around are we over-egging the cake in summary? And I think the answer is probably no. I think all we're doing is bringing awareness to organizations and people in organizations that things have to change in organizations and particularly that piece around millennials around if we're going to, if we are only keeping them for six or 12 months then we have to create something within the organization to attract them but then to keep them for the six or is 12 months is that like a pool table that can't be ever used and mm, if you go exactly. here you're fired and that's but <laughs> interesting that's exactly the point you know it's all very well and good having pool tables mm. and bean bags and free canteens and all that kind of stuff yes. if you don't have time to use it because yeah. you're too busy or yeah. actually you don't believe in the purpose of the organization anyway yeah. then yeah. no amount of pool tables or free beer or free coffee yeah. is going to is going to make you want to work in that organization but I, I was interested when you i think that was a really deep point when you mentioned about the resonance of the wave seems to be getting faster and faster mm. and faster because because looking at the whole area of purpose and on the one hand it needs to be crystal clear in organizations but 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 the experience you know what i'm noticing is that there seems to be more and more constant refinement and improvement and improvement and refinement of purposes uh because brands you know the whole world is looking at brands and the world's getting more and more interconnected Mm. and therefore if you don't if you don't keep move moving forward you'll stagnate Mm. What, what do you what what do you think of that, Scott? Mm. You're, you're kind of grimacing a bit. Yeah, because my take on it is that you know, you're, you, the purpose of an organisation should be the purpose of an organisation, and where those tweaks and changes happen is locally on teams. And it comes back to my point earlier about the power of leadership, and why leaders have to be those people who can translate 
and they can, te- can, can contextualize the purpose for their teams. So if the purpose of the organization is X, what does that mean to us when we work in finance or HR? And actually the support, often the support um, functions in an organization like a big bank or a, or a big manufacturing company, yeah. they're the ones that feel less connected to that because they're not connected to the customer. Yeah. People in sales and marketing, they see the customer all the time. But if I yeah. work in, 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 in finance or in HR or, or in one of those background support functions, I don't get to see that. So, so their leaders telling those stories and making that connection for them is really important. Oh, it's all well and good. And it's wonderful that it's happening. And, you know, as you said earlier on, Simon, was that when you were younger, we were younger, the boss, the younger, the boss would say you do something and you would do it because you were fearful, fearful. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and it was years ago, it was customer was always right until proven wrong, which now we know (laughs) it doesn't exist. Companies are shifting because of what people are asking. So they're looking about internally their staff and then looking externally at the customers. But that's brilliant when we are not in a recession. And suddenly when a recession hits, a lot of all that goes out the window and it goes back to survival mode with mm-hmm. a lot of companies. But should it go out the window? It shouldn't, but it does. Yeah. Like if you, What's the biggest thing that companies stop spending? Cut their budgets yeah. on when they go in a recession. Marketing. Train, marketing. Training and marketing, marketing yeah. Which yeah. is... You know, so mm. it's, 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 but the companies that do invest in those things during times of recession are the ones that survive. That's the thing. Scott, you mentioned before that you're not sure about whether the corporate purpose should be changing and maybe it's about the leadership. But what about, for example, you know, if you're a packaging company, right, uh, and you're shipping stuff around the world, but you're obviously doing that, you need to be emitting a lot of carbon stuff because your boxes are on planes, right? Mm. Is that a reason to change your purpose or... or Honestly, or is it shallow to say to the world, "I'm no, we're no longer a packaging company. We're a, we're a, we're an ethical green logistics company. We're moving into that space." Or, for example, like some of the airlines now are looking at um, putting money into green funds, right? Uh, for you know, over the con- 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 you know countries they're flying over, um, is their purpose pivoting from just being a polluting airline to being part of a green movement? Is that is what I've just described? Their part of changing purpose, or is it something more cynical? I think it's part of changing how, because I think your purpose. Let's 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 take an example. Let's take an example of your packaging company. Yeah. Um, you know, so our your packaging company purpose might be uh, to bring loved ones together because of a you know a, a, a granny sending a birthday package to the grandson. You know, and the grandson's five and lives in the states, and she lives in wherever she lives. Um, that's that's the why. So in terms of the the overall purpose, that's that the how. That, for me, is much more about what you've talked about there. And that is the bit that underneath that shifts because yeah. it has to shift based on market pressures. and based on yeah. Exactly. Mm. So maybe that is, you know, suddenly all the world is talking about, you know, um, environmental impact, talking about carbon footprint, talking yeah. about all of those things, you know, the Amazon burning down. And yeah. we're an organization that uses pa- lots and lots of paper, therefore lots of trees. What is it we're doing differently, still in pursuit of that same purpose, mm. but what is it we're doing differently to stay relevant, and, and, and environmental and, and, and on the right side of, so of, the, of sustainability. So the how almost becomes as important as the purpose. Well, the how is the, the, the how underpins it. It's the what, why, and how. It's the what is yeah, what you do, the how is how you do it, and the why is. Yeah. yeah. But you're talking about all the environmental. It's the, the one thing is that we we're only because of the platforms we have and the growth is that we know that these things we know these things are happening yeah. but they've been always happening in the 70s and the 60s like if you look at the philippines the philippines had um it was a, a typhoon there and killed so many people and the reason why there were so many people killed because they've cut down all their trees yeah. you know for farming yeah. they've d- these things have been happening we're only getting more aware of it yeah. and by doing that it, it's it's that that mm. change that mm. we're having on the so it's the interconnection of, a, of the world yeah, yeah it's more of a I mean to me what you're talking about is more of a social responsibility thing mm. and how a company is perceived and the kind of thing that they quote unquote should be doing mm. and they really should be doing that, that kind of you know looking after the environment just pivoting on, so you mentioned social responsibility, yeah. but what about personal responsibility and personal care? We did a podcast and I was talking about resilience. Yeah. And I'm fascinated in that whole subject. How important is resilience to both of you personally and in terms of what what, what you do professionally? 
Um, a couple of points on that, and I know we mentioned on the on the podcast, and I'm going to get a, a cheeky plug in now as well. Happier at work podcast. That's all I get on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have two podcasts. Any radio shows? I've been talking up as well. <laughs> <laughs> Stop plugging that switch. Um, what we spoke about is there's resilience on the one hand that company, you know, it's a big buzzword for companies, and they're using it as a way for for people to do more work. So they're they're helping people to be more resilient so that they're more productive. And that's kind of the cynics approach to it mm. and, and a wrong approach in, yeah. in my opinion. But people do need to be able to handle everything that life, throw, that life throws at them. And it's about being able to manage yourself really in those types of situations. And especially on a personal level, taking personal responsibility, mm. not if you're, if you're heading towards burnout. And, you know, people have said to me, I feel like I'm going to burn out and it's like what are you doing about it oh mm. I'm continuing to do what I'm Same doing stuff, and it's, yeah. it's exactly learning to say no learning to say no learn to slow setting, down slow down boundaries self-care having mm. a bath going for a walk mm. discovering for yourself what self-care means for you yeah. and actually implementing that do you know what I did to actually remove myself from that I decided that I wasn't going to get involved in email anymore and um, I don't do email I and the reason I don't do it is because whoever said I had to in the first place. Yeah. And because all you were doing were just getting spammed and everything, everything was coming in and overwhelming and you jump in the morning and look at me. So all my clients know, don't do email. If you want to get in touch with me, it's WhatsApp or yeah. Messenger and you should have known mm. that. So <laughs> That's <laughs> testing <it. laughs> but, but that's, you know, I, I have it and, you know, my, my PA and all use it to communicate. But if, if you want it, if, if there's a connection with me, yeah. it's, it's... Go straight it's, to it's the... Go, yeah. yeah. It's, and it's picking up that phone. And I hate that you'd be speaking to someone through email for 50 emails over a period of five days where you could pick up the phone, make that mm. call, yeah. and it's done in 10 Two minutes. minutes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And on that note, I think we're going to take a break and we'll be right back, folks, and we'll talk to you soon. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone It's not warm when she's away Ain't no sunshine when she's gone She's always gone too long Anytime she goes away Wonder this time where she's gone Wonder if she's gone to stay Ain't no sunshine when she's gone this house just ain't no home Anytime she goes away But ain't no sunshine when she's gone Ain't no sunshine when she's gone Only darkness every day Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And this house just ain't no home Anytime she goes away Yes, we're flip-flopping around. I'm more confused today than I was when I woke up this morning. <laughs> Is that our fault, do you think? I think so. I think, I think it's the fact that I'm wearing my Christmas yeah, Canadian Christmas. mountain oh, shirt. Christmas. Yeah. Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, it is. Christmas, yeah. the black ties now. I've, I've been invited to, to two black ties um, so far. So I usually get four or five inv- uh, invites, so I'm looking forward to them. The L shorts being on and the dicky <laughs> bow. Every, I have two dicky bows, one you just clip on and one you tie, and I still make a hand to the one you tie. <laughs> 
I always <laughs> take nobody, it out. Nobody can tie it I take it out and I tie it off, and then I go, oh, no, damn, and I spent 20 minutes in, <laughs> on the bedroom one under that. There's just one of the broadcasters, Ian uh, Duffy, is running an event in County Loud, I think, uh, the, towards the end of the month as well, um, and Vicky Keenan uh, on how to improve your uh, help your business with Twitter and on LinkedIn. So, Ian Duffy, uh, she's a broadcaster here. They'll find her on LinkedIn, and it's going to be a great course. I know these two, and they are super intelligent when it comes to Twitter and mm. LinkedIn. So, folks, getting back, we've got about 15 minutes uh, before. I will then allow you to plug your podcast <laughs> and, and you, all what you're doing. All, but it, uh, we're talking about change. We're talking about what's happening. What's the future? Where do you see it all ending? So... Eva, again, you're, unfortunately, you're looking straight into my eyes, so better <laughs> looking like, into like your like eyes than Scott's like eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The end, I feel like we're talking about the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where's it all? Where's all this? In, and we don't have a recession, and the banks and the tech companies don't pull us down. Did you see that article? In, mm, I did. Yeah. Um, Where's it all going? I would like to say it's going more local. So it's starting to go more local already. So Explain. You're, I, I mean, shopping in your local butchers, shopping in your local fishmongers rather than shopping in these big, you know, international supermarkets. So that would be the, the first thing. We're, we're taking it back into understanding provenance, they call it. So um, where is your food actually coming from? Mm. And shopping seasonally as well. So I picked up some raspberries, I think it was, in the supermarket the other day. And I looked at them and I thought... Oh, you know, the assumption is that you're, any fruit that you're getting that they can grow in Ireland mm. has come from Ireland. No, they didn't come from Ireland. They came from yeah, Portugal. Yeah, green, green beans from uh, Kenya. And yeah. ap- apples from New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. Why? And Why? People are starting to become more aware of that and choosing seasonal vegetables and choosing... Yeah. But going into the companies and yeah. going into... Where, where, how's the dynamics... Where do you see the dynamics of a company changing in the next five, ten years with, with the conversations that we've had here? If I have anything to do with it, do, 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 which yeah, I will, you will. it's about under, companies understanding what their values are and how those values are actually showing up and how the behaviours are impacting people in the workplace. Are they aligned with what they're saying that they do and what they, they're saying that they stand for and hiring people who reflect those values back mm-hmm. into them? You know, so hiring the right people and satisfying employees' needs as well, understanding what those needs are. We all have three basic needs of autonomy, relatedness and competence. And it's about giving people the responsibility to to and the control to and the choice of how they perform their jobs mm. and getting on with other people. So choosing people in the same company um, who are similar. And I don't want to go down the road of, oh, it's the same, um, you know, it's, it's all the same people. It's more similar values, but diverse thinking. So bringing in people who think differently but how do we how do companies get onto this this bandwagon and so put it this way so traditionally companies have done two things right they've they've provided value to customers yeah. and they provided value to shareholders right yeah and then back in the 60s or 7 this triple bottom line accounting thing came that came out that said the third thing you need to provide value for is the community and the environment and yeah stuff. but it's never really been there's been a lot of lip service about that mm. but it seems to be heading in that direction but how do we th- they're always going to be outliers but is it really really heading in that direction is that third value set the greater good of mankind and the environment stuff is that ever really going to happen unless somebody cracks the whip well it's very interesting that if you looked in the media a couple of weeks ago there's a crowd in the u.s called the business roundtable which represents ceos from the top 388 mm. american firms and they had changed recently their purpose from being shareholder value focused Mm. to being stakeholder value focused. Mm. So that whole idea that it's not just about making money, Mm. it's about about having value in the environment in which you work, being sustainable, yes, making money for shareholders because they're one of your stakeholders, Mm. but it's about more than just that. It was interesting that Mm. of the 388 people that are on their membership, 388 CEOs, and they're all, you name a big global organization, they're on the list, 381 signed up. I don't know who the seven are, and I haven't found out yet, but I'd like to find out. For me, that's fine, right? And that is, and and, and to use your word, bandwagon, which I don't like because I think it devalues the whole the whole yeah. idea. But if it's necessary, it's necessary. But I think in this case, it's, it definitely could be seen as a bandwagon yep. because just because you've signed up to something, okay, well, that's great Fujitsu or that's great Accenture or that's great Coca-Cola or insert big brand here. Mm. What are you actually doing mm. 
to bring that to life. Mm. And there it is. You've, you've, you've hit the nail on the head. All these companies are going great. We've signed up to this. Yeah. But what are we actually doing? What we we you know everyone's talking. Will will the you know will there be a planet here for our children's children's children? And we go, oh yeah, well we're looking after. It. But what are we doing ourselves? Are we con- going into the supermarkets? You were talking about food and mm-hmm. saying, I'd rather not have plastic on my food anymore. Mm-hmm. Or are we going into when we're buying our coffees? That's why we had recup on last week, talking about I don't want these cups anymore. We we as human beings yeah. as ourselves need to do it ourselves because if we do it then other people will do it. Yeah. Instead of talking about values and writing all this stuff and not doing anything from grassroots. Changing habits is hard. Habits but are very, ha- very changing habits is hard, they're very, 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 very hard so, okay, wired so into if, us. If we mm. don't change the habits, we're screwed. Absolutely. Or, yeah. But I think it's interesting when you look at things like the plastic bag levy or as was announced yesterday, the coffee cup levy I see you there with your your throwaway cup Um, that coffee cup levy where they're going to put a Mm. 25 cent levy that is going to categorically make people have a keep cup in their bag Mm. or in their office or bring it Mm. with them that's going to change and that legislation will 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 change people's habits in a work context it's about putting in place for me reasons why leadership not holding a big stick over people and saying you know if anybody we actually talked so I'm the office I'm in in town the Tara building um, we talked about do we actually stop people bringing in cups of coffee at the door do we just not no you can't bring that in sorry yeah it's it's like the the lexicon in Dunleary is you're not allowed in you're not allowed to drink plastic bottles in there if you're sitting there in the library in Dunleary you can't have plastic Brilliant. Well, they ask, you, will they ask you to leave? They say, sorry, you, you, it, this is a, a policy of no plastic bottles. Mm. Brilliant. So I don't believe the 25% will, you know, levy will make a change. But it will. I, I, no, I, I, I know you say it will, but I don't <laughs> think it will because it's not going to stop me not buying a cup of coffee. But I do what believe is that we had a guy in here yet last week called Recup, and these are recyclable cups mm. that are distributing out to all the places. You buy a cup for a euro, mm. or you spend, you get into a scheme, and these are recycling cups. Okay. And by this is you're changing, and you go to places that have this cup. Okay. That's where it is. Mm. Yeah. You know, for it's it's and it's we have to. You said there that it, you know it's really habits have to change, and it's hard to. But unfortunately, they have to change. Mm, they do. They, they yeah. have to. You know, I can't drive. Oh, well, that's a habit that I have. Or I'm on yeah. the phone when I'm driving. Oh, that's a habit. It has to change. If you talk about <coughs> companies and what companies can do, it's not companies. It's individuals yeah. in those companies who are making those changes. And that's really what it boils down to. And thinking about your own personal contribution. I'm not representing a company. I am doing what I think is right. I want to, you know conserve the environment the and all effect. of those yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and when other people see I think we touched on it earlier when other people see what you're doing yeah. then you know they're inspired mm. by that action and I use the analogy you're sitting on the beach there's a plastic bottle there you know you're just looking at it it's dirt someone walks along they pick up that plastic bottle they put it in the bin and you go mm, think nothing a year down the road, you see. A year down the road, you're on the beach. You see plastic. You've seen someone do it without you realising. You're picking that up and you're putting it in the bin. That's the ripple effect. Yeah. And the more and more people that do something, mm. I don't, forget about the levies or the taxes. The more and more people that do and question and ask, that's when it happens. Mm. And back to the very top of the show where we were talking about awareness mm. and self-awareness. Mm. It's knowing that we have that when you arrive up at that plastic bottle, and we've all done it. And I, I have actually, I've, I've done exactly that. Yeah. And I've walked past it and then I've gone, I could leave it. No, stop. Just, no, just, just go back, pick it up yeah. and put it in the bin. Yeah. Mm. And it's just having that mindset, just being, just being aware, aware of that and having aware. that mindset. Self and situationally aware. And I think that translates very nicely into the business world as well. You know, what yeah, can we do I think differently so. I think in so. work, you know, yeah. rather than just leaving it lie? Because sure, yeah. that's the way we've always done it before. How, mm. can, we, how can we do things differently? And actually being, do you know what my pet hates are? What? People that park on footpaths, you know, in driveways when you're walking. Mm. I love to stand over the cars. People, people who double park on those car park spaces. Folks, 
we are coming to the end, uh, but before we go, I would like to, uh, Scott, I'd like to tell us about your business and you can tell us where we can find your podcast as well. <laughs> so, is this where I get to a cheap, a cheap plug? But yeah, I'm allowed plug. to now, yeah. is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I founded Inspiring Change about two and a half years ago, and Inspiring Change is about helping organizations to create better and higher performance cultures and I think the whole idea that if you've got a better culture in your organization oh, we should have spoke about culture and a group of people we'll do it again day. we'll do yeah, it again um, if you've got a group of people in your in your company who want to be there um, who are being led really well who are really informed about where the organization is going and feel engaged and want to give that bit of discretionary effort then it's a win-win because it's a place they want to go to where they can learn but also as a result the company wins as well and where can people find you if they want to reach out to you they can find me on LinkedIn at Scott McInnes they can find me at inspiringchange.ie um, if you want to find the podcast you can find that on um, on Apple Podcasts uh, the Inspiring Change podcast um, and on all good podcasts Podcast platforms. So my name is Aoife O'Brien. I'm from Empowerment Coaching. People can find me on LinkedIn, Aoife O'Brien. My website is empowermentcoaching.ie. My podcast is called Happier at Work. That's available on Apple or Spotify or any good podcast platform. My company, Empowerment Coaching, I work with organisations. I work with individuals, empowering people to be happier at work. So in terms of um, finding a good fit. I'm obsessed with this whole idea of fit and finding the right fit for people. Mm. So if a company, um, again, going back to culture, so it'd be great you know, to, to talk about culture at another stage, um, thinking about the values that, that people have and finding people who, who match with those values. And Honest. yeah. We're all about values. Yeah, Perfect. exactly. Perfect. Hello, Simon. Hi, I'm Hello, Joe. Joe. How, How are, are you? you? It's good to see you. Good to see you. <laughs> Yeah. How's, are you going to be busy next week? I am. I'm going to be really busy next week. Good. Yes, I am. Good. I'm going, Me too. I have a few things on. I'm finishing off a free uh, online uh, mini-series uh, training session for sales marketing and, and um, cool. all that cool. strategy and cool. tactics. I have the mastermind coming up on the end of November as well in Dunleary. So cool. that's bringing people in there as well. And people can catch me on joedalton.ie. And if the mastermind is jdc.ie. Great. So, yeah, I love Great. my life. Like, likewise, my likewise, life. likewise. And I'm launching, we're thinking next week we're launching the Conscious Business Academy. We're launching that, uh, the team building days for large corporates. Yeah, so yeah. We're, we're rolling it's that great out program. next week. Yeah. We're rolling that out. So what about yourself? Busy. I've got about four different training programs, a masterclass in London in a couple of weeks on putting brand at the core of your financial strategy, a couple of programs here with Aviation Skillnet. So I'm at home beavering away writing, typing stuff. You have now. a radio show as well, I believe. I do think you? I do, yeah. yeah do. <laughs> it's a great one. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I have a radio show. I have yeah. two radio shows. You do. And a podcast yeah. as well. So it's, yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Anyway, folks, I would <laughs> like to say thank you very much. Scott, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Pleasure's been uh, pleasure's been all mine. Eva, again, it is. Uh, we've spoken many times. And yeah. uh, till next week, we uh, everyone have a super weekend. Christmas is, is coming around the track. And next week, uh, we have... Who have we got on next week? We've a couple of your guests. A couple week. of my guests next week. Yes, we have... Uh, I think we're talking finance and we're talking about mindset again next week. Exactly. And then we're going to be getting into the whole fitness and nutrition somewhere along the way and how to make Ready for money Christmas. for 2020. Yeah. Until next week, folks, have a super weekend. Be safe and we'll see you next Friday.
Cry.